Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Classic Gamers Guild podcast. I apologize very much for the brief hiatus that we took there. Due to a combination of personal and technical difficulties, we just had to... We just, I just didn't have the ability or time to be able to scrape together an episode, especially not if I was going to bring in a guest to do my usual interview style of show. Uh, today, we're still not really going to do that. We're going to be doing something a little bit different. Uh, the other day, I put out a little bit of a call for questions so we can do a bit of a Q&A episode. And in order to make sure that this will be at least somewhat entertaining, I'm bringing back my good friend Paul Corman, who you may remember from a few episodes ago, because... Paul, you can pretty much just like read someone their Miranda rights and it'll be very entertaining to the person that's hearing it. So hopefully you can uh, keep things light around here and uh, you'll be joining me in answering some of these questions that were uh, posed to us. But uh, welcome to the welcome back to the show. I'm panicking, mate. That was a lot of pressure. All right, I'm going to perform. It's going to be super entertaining. It's going to be mega. Sorry, um, I, I... Oh, yeah, sorry. I... um. I did that thing, which I normally don't like when people do to me, is that I set you up really high so that the bar is really up there for you to live up to now. And, you know, it's all right. There's actually a really cool side to it. It felt like a pro wrestler or whatever. You know, like getting hyped to run into the ring. So, um, yeah, no, I'm doing weird things with my chest now. Like, yeah, it's, it's triggered something. I think it worked. Oh, okay, great. How have you been since the last time? Oh, by, by the way, since this is the first time you've been on since the last time. That was a very needless sentence for me to say. Um, thank you very much for providing me with the little intro and outro theme to the episodes. Uh, we didn't have that before. Uh, I took that from your uh, from your track, the A Minor Concussion. And uh, with your permission, of course. So thank you very much for helping us sound a little bit more professional. Barely. <laughs> there's no need to thanks and you know going back a second there's there's no need to apologize your reiteration was just that perfect cinematic rec repetition i loved it. it you know really drilled it home you got to say it a second time but <laughs> slow and dramatic um right. but anyway sorry mate is uh yeah i really appreciate that um it, it's it's uh invigorated me to to do the song as i always wanted to like basically uh rick found it on on one of my uh sites well it's not i'm trying to pin rick his oh, back he found, he found it on this site he shouldn't have no he found oh. it on a site that he found it on a site i should have taken it down and i thought i had um but lovely that i didn't um because that this all happened and it inspired me to redo it um so instead of minor concussion uh the, the song that rick found it's now a minor concussion because laws um, uh, um gotcha had a lot of fun retooling it and um and it was all thanks to to you know, positive feedback and whatever so I, I love you a lot thank you so as you know this is going to be more of a Q&A episode that you and I are going to be answering questions that were posed to us by a handful of people because not many people really care about us yet but hopefully in future Q&A episodes we will um, be able to have more people who actually want to know a bit more about us uh, so let us begin with a question by Sean McCauley, who asks, If all A's are B's, and all B's are C's, then why is a duck when it swims? And what you 
don't you you probably can't hear from when I read that is that the way it's written is that when he asks why is a duck when it swims why is spelt with the letter y as in a variable letter as opposed to asking why w h y so all A's are B's, all B's are C's, then why is a duck when it swims? Do you have any insight into this, Paul? Uh, fuck all. I was going to make one up right now. Um, uh, according to my arithmetic, uh, combined with a little brain power, you know what I'm saying, some vitamins, uh, I came up with a pretty strong answer, okay. um, which is... Uh, uh, this is convincing that I should have stayed in school. Um, no, it's uh, 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 this question. If if the government was to come up with a certain collection of words that would make you have a stroke in a tiny part of your brain and just shut down into stupidity, this this would be the question. It mm. just uh, uh, my my brain gets all wrapped up uh, into a knot and it, it breaks it for a few seconds. Um, <laughs> So uh, that's a, a long uh, way around of saying I I got I have no idea. Okay, uh, <laughs> this was a tricky one because I really wanted to give some sort of an answer. I, I wanted to sort of like defeat the odds because this is clearly a question that is intended to make no sense. So I tried to find a way to make it sense enough that I could give it an answer that would be satisfying. And the best I could do, the best I could come up with is that. It asks, under these parameters, A's are B's and B's are C's, then why is a duck when it swims? And, you know, it's asking when Y, the letter Y, is a duck when it swims. So it's asking if A's are B's, B's are C's, then why is a duck when it swims? And therefore the answer is no. Wow, that... that that brought on more questions than it answered on the original. <laughs> <laughs> These words sound like a bad Google translation. Like it's just like, <laughs> um, that, that is right. the best I can do. That is the best, the answer that I can supply to that. Uh, pulling forth all of my powers of grammatical semantics and laws of strunk and white. I, the answer as the question is phrased is no. I just see you with like a montage, some eighties music, and you're you got beakers and Bunsen burners or whatever, <laughs> and a, a chalkboard. And, uh, <laughs> I, I, that, I would guarantee you, if I had a lab set, that's totally what I would do. I would too. I mean, not actual, like, I wouldn't do science, but, like, I would stand there in a coat and, like, look like I was, and it'd oh. feel really good for a second. I, I don't know how to science, but I would science the hell out of this. Yeah, I would science it so hard. And then when I was all done, I'd take off the coat and sit down and be like, I'm not a scientist. I really <laughs> let me mom down. <laughs> um, so, um, the next question is a series of questions by a very good friend of mine, Roberta Vaughn. So here it's going to be kind of a long list because she's asking us for our top fives in various categories. So is there anyone that you want to tackle on first? I think you have the list with you in front of you, perhaps. Is there one you what? want? Otherwise, I'll pick one randomly. The ball is in your court. All right, mate. I'm panicking again. No, um, let's see. We'll go with video games. Alex. All right. Sounds good. So Roberta asked, what are our <laughs> top five video games? All right, so video games, you go first, mate. All right, well, 
The thing with me and, um, you know, for you, you should definitely answer the question as it was asked. I'm actually going to change the question as it applies to me just because after, after running a discussion group for over a year now and having been on a podcast before, I find that I answer this question so many times that I've actually gotten bored of answering it. <laughs> so I'm going to actually change the question on my end. You don't have to worry about this alteration. Um, I decided to redefine the question so that I'm going to answer my top five games that I have not yet finished. So, All right. So what he's really saying is he don't play by no rules but his own. That's exactly. I, I am turning this on pirate. its head. <laughs> uh, so these are all games that I have played but not actually finished, and yet I still feel that I have the gall to and audacity to say that they are some of my favorite games. There's so, already bloggers starting to write about it right now. They're outraged. <laughs> bring it on. Come at me. All right. So my first one, and this requires a little bit of an explanation, is Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate. I know it's not that old. It's within the last five years, I think. And I'm not... But th that's fine. The, the age is not an issue here. It can be classic or it can be modern. My thing is that I'm not even entirely sure whether or not I finished it yet because I swear there's still some game left to it, but I've sat through about three or four end credit sequences. The game just keeps saying that I win, saying that it's finished, and then it just goes like, oh, no, not really. Here's more. So um, I, I don't know what standard is required to consider this is there an I exit think. plan i don't know i just i haven't played it in a little while because i've gone through like five endings already and it just keeps going so i'm gonna say you know what i'm not sure if there is an ending i'm not sure if it just actually just keeps going on and on but if there's an end it either doesn't exist or i haven't reached it and therefore i'm going to qualify it I feel if you got to five things that felt like an ending, then you've beaten it five times. You're good, mate. <laughs> was it cheerful music or confetti or Yeah, whatever? it had the full list. Like, it went... It had, like, the names scrolling up and everything they did. That's official, bonafide, mate. Yeah, but, like, it kept happening over and over. <laughs> They're like, all right, and go again. Yeah, all right, that would be, be a bit thankless. Throw me back out there, like, throw me a towel, clean yourself up, get back in there. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, call me an Uber dragon. <laughs> All right, how about you? Uh, what's your, what's oh. one of your top five games? Right, I'm going to voice my opinion. All right, here we go. Um, uh, my first one is, uh, it's really no particular order, I don't think, um, is Gabriel Knight, Sins mm. of the Fathers, of course. Is it Forefathers or Fathers? Sins of the Fathers, I believe. That's good, because Forefathers is, I don't know. <laughs> it, 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 so you left, you know. It can be mistaken. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, it, it, uh, that game, uh, you know, I like insert generic compliment about Gabriel Knight here, because I, I don't have anything original to say. It's just brilliant. I feel like... Um, all right, I say this. This is relevant, right? Maybe I'm not sure. No promises, um, and no refunds. Um, what I was going <laughs> to say is that uh, this game 
just popped in my head. I wish that Sierra made more Gabriel Knights. Um, and uh, well, I know they they made four, but bear with me. Uh, in that era, that that Laura Bow Two, uh, Dagger from Unraw, and, and Gabriel Knight. I feel like if they really realized the potential in those two games at the time. Or I don't know. They were innovators, so th- uh, they were always trying to push, and that led them down to to you know, FMV and 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 3D. But I would love to have seen more from that side of Sierra. Like you know, what I'm saying like the, just the, the Laura Bow and and Gabriel Knight are totally different, but a bit the same to me, just in in the vibe and in the, the quality and story and and this and that. So um, yeah, that's that's my comment on Gabriel Knight. Even yeah. though half of that was about Laura Bow. <laughs> I was going to say, is that going to appear on your list later on? <laughs> All right, yeah, I couldn't find room for it, so I had to plug it there. Okay, fair enough. I- I'm going to probably be doing that a lot throughout these lists myself, <laughs> so I can't fault you on that. Um, the next game I want to... that I consider one of my favorites, even though I've never actually finished it, is The Neverhood Chronicles. It, uh... An amazing game. Um it's not as popular as I think it deserves to be. I know it has a very strong cult following, but it's a game which is brilliant for the way that a lot of the puzzles are a good-natured trolling of the players. And unfortunately, what happened was that they trolled me so hard that I got stuck, found out that in order to solve a certain puzzle, I basically had to venture all the way back to the start of the game to do something that I missed and then come back and I just never actually got around to that just entirely out of laziness not any fault of this game I think that the game is brilliant I love all the ways that it trolled me but I just got lazy and just never finished it but it's absolutely a game that is an all-time classic Oh, I, I uh, completely agree so much to the point where I feel like a teenage girl on the way to prom where I'm like I want to send you a snap real quick um I hope I said snap in like a fluent way, like like that's a thing I say, you know, the old snap. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, sorry, it, the, because what's weird is I've got that literally next on my list. Right next, oh nice. Right. Okay, uh, go for I, it. I'm gonna have to send you a screenshot for my own satisfaction after this, so you can see. No, no bullocks. Absolutely, go for it. Take it away. Continue on. So all the things that you just said. <laughs> yeah. Did did you also not finish this one? Um, I did finish it, but I remember this one. I played with me, Brov. Um, um, mentioned before, does uh stop motion for, for a living and everything. So I played it with him. So he probably took care a bit of the hard parts. Um, of all games, uh, my three year old likes to play Neverhood, and that mm. says a lot. You know, it's there's something about it where it's just yeah. Uh, the animation really gets me. I love how how cartoony it is and kind of an old school way. It's just it's just great. It's just funny. It, it shows you what you can do without words as far as laughter is concerned. Yeah, absolutely. the The visual humor of it is spot on. the The humor is just it is so perfect that it knows how to piss off the player without really pissing off the player. You know. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, like you know, some of Lucas games, like you know, you click the wrong thing and have a, like a snarky comeback. And the first time, you're like, hey, all right, that's so, that's so him. You know, so Sam from Sam and Max. You know, yeah. whatever. And then like the fifteenth time, you're like, all right, mate. Well, what, one yeah. of my favorites is a moment in the game where I'm not sure if it might actually be kind of optional, but if you want to 
do everything in the game, like get the full story of the game. You have to walk through a hallway that's like 20 or 30 screens long. Mate, and I then spent you have to, and then days you have to, in there. Yeah, then you have to pick up an item at the end of the hallway and there's no shortcut back. You have to walk through those mm. 20 or 30 screens again to get back. Do you know what's funny, what's funny about that is I did that in my youth and I, and, uh, I literally don't remember the walking back part. You know, it must have been mm. just like, you know, the, the, this is 1998, this is how games are. You know, there was no... <laughs> well, of course I got to go back. I went in, didn't I? Um, <laughs> um, so my next pick, games that I have not finished, is Star Control 2. I don't know if you know of this one. It's a It's a wonderful... Uh, adventure slash I don't know if you can really call it space sim but it's got some really cool starship battles uh, going on in there the problem is that it's really long and really hard and I never got good at it so I just never got good enough to finish it but everything's amazing the the lore if you read the manual the gameplay is actually really good if incredibly hard for me anyways because I suck at games and the graphics, it was like right in the heart of the either the VGA or Super VGA era. I think maybe it was VGA now that I think of it, but you know, the 2D pixel graphics are amazing, like top. Everything about it is great, except that it was just I am not good enough to actually finish that one. So <laughs> otherwise, fantastic game. Uh, it, it's considered a classic by many people. It's on a lot of top 10 lists, so I can't really call it an underdog, but... I just suck at it. Don't don't, don't feel bad. But I'm terrible at games. I come up with all kinds of excuses why I don't like uh, FP uh, first person shooters and other modern games. And I'm like, well, it's because of this and that. And at the end of the day, it's because I'm kind of kind of bad at video games. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and maybe that's why I like adventures so much. They're very forgiving and just taking a stroll in the park. <laughs> um, but no, I, I've never. Isn't it, it funny that we would say that adventure games are forgiving? <laughs> Yeah. Oh right, yeah. In in, <laughs> in context, maybe that can hold up, but but yeah, that was probably. Uh, I, I get what you mean. It's just that anyone who's played a Sierra game. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, it, it's funny taking out of context. It's like, did he really just say that? Like, you, <laughs> do you know how Rumpelstiltskin was spelled? <laughs> but yeah, so okay, and uh, your next pick. By the way, I'm definitely going to check the one uh, that you just mentioned out um, for sure. I've got to try that. I've got to get more diverse here. That's my goal. Mm-hmm. That's my New Year's resolution. Going to the gym or whatever. Perfect. It, it, is, it is very good. Just very hard. Or right. to me. <laughs> uh, all right. I've got a number three. Uh, this is a bit of a cop-out, isn't it? Um... I put uh, the Space Quest series. Okay. Um, that's a six for one, I guess. There, I, I, like, I can't even pick one because it's like I'd pick one EGA for nostalgia. I'd pick probably three for I'm not sure, and then and then five. <laughs> well, four and five. Yeah. See, you know what I'm saying. So that's why mm-hmm. it's yeah, just the series I'd to basically spare you all you lot from me having to you know do this for 45 minutes as I break them all down. So no, the series. Yeah. No, space space was great. It's one of my favorites, except for six. But. Uh, uh, yeah, no, absolutely justified yeah, in six, that. Six, yeah, ups and downs. For, for me, when I was playing Six, there was like this wretched bug, a well-known one that, that wouldn't let me go through a certain point. It was like halfway through the game. I'm like, oh, oh I'm going to need some real perseverance if you're going to finish this because 
Or if somebody like makes a hot pocket, like I'm done. So <laughs> you've got five minutes to figure this out. Um, <laughs> I, I, I didn't finish it, but anyway, mate. Um, so right. yeah, yeah, there was there was a bit, there was a bit of a cop out. I'm sorry. Oh no no no, that's fine. That's totally fine. Uh, I I think adding in series, uh, as long as you like the majority of them, I think that's totally allowed. Um, next one, and again, uh, my particular list are games that I have not yet finished, and that is Baldur's Gate. I've played a good deal of it. It's a great game. Again, it's just one of those things where I suck at it, and it's really long, so I got lazy and I quit. But Damn, is it an amazing game. Great RPG in every aspect. Uh, awesome character creation. Awesome gameplay. Awesome story. Good actual role-playing in the game. Uh, pretty... I'm not sure if I'd call it open... Yeah, I guess it is pretty open world. It's just, you know, you're free to go about and discover the story on your own terms. It's just that I suck at it. And again, I just gave up because i'm too lazy to actually get good at these things <laughs> oh my god i wish i'd play that i really my new year's resolution really is to play more rpgs mm-hmm. like like i said no no gym none of that you know them things at the gym they're heavy mate <laughs> and then when you do it like a lot of times and run like a gerbil now i'm all right i'm gonna play rpgs um but anyway no i've heard of course a lot about it you can't go on you know many places without seeing it uh and it's always recommended to me kind of thing so i gotta play that mm-hmm. um all right is that put it at me it is indeed all right mate um so i put um indiana jones uh, i shouldn't say the series which again. one which one uh, all right, choose all your right. favorite child oh this peer pressure's working all right uh, uh, sophie's choice Sophie's very nice with little blame words there, mate. Which one of you out there got that, huh? Because huh? I wouldn't have last podcast. I forgot a name. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm going to go with Last Crusade. I know Fate of oh, the right. is, is it's the better game. Um, uh, not better story, but because Last Crusade's an amazing movie, but but uh, you know, an amazing story for, for an adventure game. It, it, you know, Fate of the should win, but I, I just got to go with Last Crusade. Fair enough. FM Towns. It's beautiful. <laughs> if anything, just for a different of, difference of opinion. Right, FM Towns it, yeah. is it's quite lovely this time of year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, my number one favorite game that I have not yet finished is Okami. It is very different because it is actually... I think it was just released on PC. I played it on the PS2. It was a beautiful game. Very... Uh, Comparable to the 3D uh, Zelda style, but just better to me. I, I like it. I would like it way better than any 3D Zelda that I can think of. I haven't played very many of them, but I, I guess maybe that's why I like it better than them. <laughs> it's the the art style, the gameplay, the game mechanics, the you know the uh, celestial brush, brush is an amazing, really cool, unique mechanic. The music... Everything about it was brilliant. The only reason why I stopped playing it was because the intro to the game introduced the, the premise of the story. About halfway through, like, 30 or 40 hours of my playing time, so probably 20 hours for anyone else, but 30 or 40 hours of me playing it, I got to a point where I accomplished the story, 
the conclusion of the story as set out by the intro. And then they're like, but that wasn't actually the real story. Here's the real story you're going into now. And I was like, wow, this game is really long. I feel like I finished a full game's worth. I'll get back to the rest later. Treat it like a treat the second half, like a sequel. And I just never actually did that. Oh, it's understandable. You know, the whole let's go out to the lobby. You know, sometimes people don't come back mm-hmm. as opposed to getting a snack or whatever. Um, but no, but, that but one it totally was... deserves it. Totally deserves me to go back. I, I feel embarrassed to say that I didn't finish it because it's something which really it, it's a great game. I love it. I, I put it up there amongst any of my favorites. I, I it's a shame to me to myself. I, I feel so ashamed that I have not actually finished it because it deserves to be finished. There's nothing wrong with the game. It is perfect. And I just got lazy. Yeah, life definitely happens. That's that's understandable. And it's isn't it kind of comforting to have games that you really want to play, even though we're like, oh, i got no time for it, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, one day there'll be time, and we've got a <laughs> lot of really good gold to dig back up. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's see and again, my mine weren't in order necessarily. I'm too flip floppy. No, that. of course these these aren't <laughs> these aren't actually in any order. Just n- none of mine are in order either. These are just top five. Just name five that happen to be your favorite at this moment. Oh, beautiful. All right, all right. Pressure's taken off me. Here we go. Exactly. Set me loose. I'll be cavalier with this. We're one. not going to hold uh, you to this like a month later and be like, hey, you said that this was your favorite number three of all time or something like that. Back to that imaginary blogger on the internet. Yeah. He said he was going to. All right. Um, <laughs> let's see. It's, I put for number one. Well, I don't know why I said that. For the final selection, um, I put Thimbleweed Park. Oh, nice. And I know a little controversial, but I mean, you know, it's that that game's no controversies. There's no controversies. These are opinions. What do you? That's our favorites. We get to choose. Well, that was empowering. All right, mate. Yeah. There you go. Let's start a protest with this guy. Start hanging out with you in person, mate. I I, I don't care if your top pick is Cobra Mission or something. It's it's whatever (laughs) you think is your favorite. Go for it. So Thimbleweed Park, awesome. Yeah, it's just, you know, I guess it's like taking everything that the 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 writers have learned and and about adventure games through the years, blah blah blah, and and just not making any of the old mistakes, have hiring that all star cast of of uh, artists and um, the the writing, the script, like I feel like it could actually be a movie, like it was that that well done. I mean, obviously, you know. No spoilers, of course, but uh, the ending's a bit a bit unexpected, to put it mildly, mm. uh, and and I thought it was in a really good way. Like like you know that's again perfect cinema when you walk away like oh my god, I didn't see that coming, mate. Um, so yeah, it had it all: comedy, the lot, um, beautiful art, interface, nothing got in the way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, it was a very polished game for sure. I think yeah, they definitely, like you said, they definitely had all the decades of experience of making these games and were able to put them all into this one here. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It was like their own, you know, best of, uh, but in a game. Mm. That made sense. I'm not sure. Okay, so um, moving along. Uh, this We're already at about the point where I would try wrapping up a normal episode, but I'm going to let this run long. Sorry to anyone who 
was expecting a short episode. We are just in this for the long haul. Pull up <laughs> a drink and some popcorn, I guess. I don't know, whatever you're into. Because um, we're not even halfway through, I don't think. We'll see. I'll try to talk faster or less. Um, you know what? Yeah, everyone listening, go get stuck in traffic. Right there, you go. There Perfect. You go. Yeah, and we'll get we got you covered. Pro- problem solved. <laughs> okay. Um, how about next one? Top five books. All right, I'm ready. All right, go for it. What's your first pick? All right. Um, let's see. My first pick. Uh, uh, book. Sorry, it's, I'm not sure what that was. My first <laughs> pick was um, <laughs> um mouse two. I've a hard time saying it. Mouse mouse. I want to say it German because it's spelled like that and probably because of the book. Oh, Mouse. Yeah, yeah, Thank you, yeah. mate. Yeah. All right. There we go. That was... <laughs> <laughs> so, that so, was so you did, sorry, did you specify Mouse 2 or are you just going with Mouse 1 and 2 as like one unit? You know, uh, for anybody out there to you know, check both out, of course, start with one. Um, it's, it's brilliant. Um, but two, um, I'm actually picking out... Um, uh, to keep it quick and light, uh, make, make, <laughs> make mouse quick and light. <laughs> Sorry, I'm talking in cursive there, mate. Uh, I'm, I'm meant to say to keep it quick but light. Right, that was it. All right, we're good. Right, we got this. Um, <laughs> um, I, the, the reason that I, I really like the second one is uh, my grandpa was a Holocaust survivor. Um, mm. uh, Mouse is about that that whole deal, right? What is shifting emotion? No, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, real things happen, didn't they? Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm working on my Clint Eastwood right Politics. now. Politics. But... <laughs> anyway, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> so. Um, uh, he was a Holocaust survivor, and the second book is is a lot more uh, one-on-one with, with the Holocaust survivor in, in the book, telling his story of how he survived. And there was quite a lot of parallels between his story and, and my grandfather's story. Um, so you know, just hit home uh, for anybody wondering. It's it's a like a, a graphic novel, right? So it's like a black and white comic book, pretty much. But it's it's dead serious, of course. A little bit of humor here and there when appropriate. Not usually a lot of room, not a lot of wiggle room for humor with Holocaust stuff, but you yeah, know, they squeeze it in. The writer's um, the grandson of, of a Holocaust survivor, so you know, uh, he, he's uh, he sneaks in some jokes, but anyway, it's it's a really, really good book, and, and of course, uh, might entice anybody listening to know that it is uh, in comic form, yeah, for sure. Okay, so um, Mouse 2, that's a, that's a really good one. I was not expecting. I haven't read that in a long time. I was not expecting to hear that name again. Um, but yeah, I, I I would definitely say that is definitely worth anyone who has not read it yet to go read it. It's um, pretty cool you heard of it. I didn't know that, mate. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm i actually kind of surprised myself because I don't really have the broadest of knowledges of this sort of thing, but I did actually uh, choose to study that in university for a project where we got to choose our own things. It was a graphic novel, so I'm like, hey... My reading level is at graphic novel level. So, <laughs> uh, um, so I, I guess all the heavy politics I'm going to just like front load on um, as we go. So uh, I guess my first pick will be Animal Farm. Lovely. Um, I, I don't know if there's very much more to say than that. It is, it is great. I know... Uh, it was a tough pick between this or 1984. 1984 was a great 
one, another one of my all-time favorites, mm. but I like Animal Farm just a little bit better, I think, because this is sort of like the one that we actually learned in class in high school, so I probably know it a little bit more intimately. I, I like and I get 1984, but I'm sure there's a lot that's also probably going over my head, even if I don't really realize it, but I just, I totally understand Animal Farm. It's great. Just the 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 satire of it, the imagery, the commentary, it's all just, it's fantastic. It's perfect. All right. So next pick here is, oh, you know, I'll shuffle this around just to get the, the politics out of the way. Uh, would be, uh, I've, I've read, I think, most of them, if not all of them. So I'm just going to bundle it up and say the Che Guevara Diaries. Um, and to follow that up without having anything to do with his political beliefs um i'll just say that that for somebody uh, you know love them or hate them kind of thing to to get inside their brain and watch uh, or read uh you know what he was going through on a you know literal like diaries took in the field like what it was like to be like a guerrilla fighter like back in you know just you know not wild west but you know that that level of technology mm -hmm. those days you know what, what was it like to like you know be in the jungles and just reading some of the stories uh were, were incredible um so yeah it's fascinating either way again you know whether you, whether you like them or not it's it's still still fascinating and if for those who don't like them, you could look at it as like uh, watching, you know, serial killer specials. Something fascinating about learning about them. Those mm -hmm. who do like him, um, you know, uh, and, and believe, you know, he was smart and and what he stood for and whatever, um, you know, then obviously it's, it's awesome on another level. Um, so yeah, there we go. I think that's uh, my only political one. So we'll bundle it up. We got it out of the way. Okay, cool. Um, I have one more that's a, that's pretty political, especially. Especially if you kind of apply it to what's going on in the world these days, but I'm not going to get into that. But um, just to get all of my political choices out of the way, my next pick is Dune. It's an amazing sci-fi. A lot of you have probably heard of it, if you even if you've never read it or seen the movie or anything. Um, the movie's not for everybody. In fact, it's for very few people. It's regarded as a universally disliked movie of generally low quality i happen to like that one i still like the movie even though i like the book uh, regardless your opinion of the movie you have every right to dislike it if you do but if you dislike it i still encourage you to try reading the book because you'll probably like the book even if you don't like the movie and if you do like the movie you'll really like the book uh it, it it's great just um yeah uh, that's I don't really know how to get into it anymore without pretty much explaining everything that happens. And it's a really long book, so don't make me do that. Um, all right, let's see. So, got after that. Um, I got The Holographic Universe by Michael Talbot. It's uh, just one of those, uh, I guess, kind of a physics-based uh, book, but, but just one of those books that, that will... Uh, definitely you know, make you think about about everything kind of uh, broaden horizons uh, i i find that that you know broadening horizons is is of course wonderful and possible and the broaden them and broaden you never actually get answers of course like we never will but just to have more things thrown into the mix of how this whole could be and why um it's a really really cool book um bit out there but um highly respected uh in the, you know the science community uh, it was science what done it um but um <laughs> i never 
yeah, or, or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, holographic universe. Sorry. Okay, cool. So my next book, I don't really know exactly on a technical level which name to go by, because it could either be known as Alice in Wonderland or Alice's Adventures in Wonderland, and I think it kind of changes depending on when it was released, what version you're reading, or blah, 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 which one to refer to it. The reason why it's complicated is because there are some versions of the book where it's called Alice's Adventures in Wonderland that includes Alice in Wonderland and Through the Looking Glass. Uh, I think when Alice in Wonderland was originally released, it was only called Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. Blah, blah, blah. Basically, what I'm getting at is the first book is my favorite. The second book I like. It's not my favorite. Uh, the first one is just fantastic. It is one of the funniest books I've ever read in the sense that it's a style of humor that can only really take place in a book. Very similar, kind of similar in a way to Douglas Adams, where it's just like you cannot translate this into any other medium because it's the narrative and the description and the way that the narrative reveals information that is what makes it funny. I think a lot of people probably haven't read it recently or haven't read it with the right mindset or read it a long time ago, so they don't quite appreciate exactly how funny a lot of the writing is in this book. It is fantastic. I really, It's a very short read. I recommend if you haven't read it in a while, try reading it again, and you'll never want to see any of the movies or another movie made about it again because it's just it can't exist as anything other than a book but it's hilarious as a book uh, it, it, it was so romantic the way you were saying that it, um uh it could only be in a book form based on the power of the narrative that makes me really really want to read it then do so I, I, it is it is one of the easiest books to track down i'm sure i think they actually give away free ebooks I think it's like public domain. I think that's why they keep doing stuff with it. I, I think you can just go uh, anywhere. Is right, so old. I, I think the only thing you can't do is just walk into a bookstore and pick it off the shelf and walk out with it without paying. But other than that, you know, if you find one online, I think it's actually public domain at this point. So just that explains a lot what you just said back there. <laughs> Could have saved me a lot of problems. Maybe. <laughs> um. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, definitely got to check that out. All right. Uh, and I, I, I think I'm due for one more, right? I've, I've got like seven, like, smashed together, like this or this or this. Oh. Uh, uh, but I'll, I'll just go with, um, let's see, On on the Road by Jack Kerouac. Oh, cool. I, I don't know this book, but I know the author. Right, uh, it takes a, a journey across America. Um, to him, it was is kind of spiritual. He had a very debaucherous friend with him. Um, just it, it encapsulates what people fell in love with the American dream about uh, so long ago. It, it you know back in in that time, I think it was early sixties. Um, but but it kind of encapsulates like you know why people you know travel to this land, and and that's kind of what he wanted to find out. Uh, you know, just just driving everywhere, meeting the people, you know, seeing that, that this this is you know seeing the opportunities and uh, you know the beatnik generation or whatever, um, something like that. But um, it's um it's it's a really cool you know book. I, I, I like uh, I like 
things that bring you back to a place in time, I guess, from a real perspective, where it's like, you know, almost feel like you can kind of be that person in that year and, and live that life for a little bit. Um, my next pick, I think there's two more. Um, and then there were none by Agatha Christie. This was highly emphasized by the fact that I learned this in school shortly after playing the Colonel's bequest. And it was just an amazing, I think I read it entirely in the span of, of one afternoon. I think just in like completely one sitting it's, it's a very easy read. It's very fascinating read. It's really, I, I think it's also very, it's a really cool, it's that really cool style of murder mystery where there's a group of people and they each die off one by one until you eventually are left with the killer, as opposed to a lot of murder mysteries where it's like one person dies and you try to find out out who it is amongst the suspects. This one is a sort of like a countdown of the longer the killer is out there without them finding them, more and more people are going to die. It's, it's a great book. Um, I'm a generally a slow reader. I read this in the course of an afternoon, so I would definitely recommend mm-hmm. anyone else who can actually read at a normal adult level can probably get through it even a bit quicker. And it's um, yeah, it's a great, it's a good time. Um, no, that's that's a lovely choice. You know, it's got the, anything that has a you know Laura Bow clue uh, mm-hmm. kind of vibe, is, you know, and especially I, I guess. All right, let's see. Um, so I got to say another book. Yes, I think this is your fifth selection now. Uh, uh, my bookie book by Russell Brand. I oh, love. sorry, I know, I know. sorry, sorry. I, I I can't judge. I can't judge. I didn't read a single word of it except for the title. It's just that title. I just I can't get past the title. <laughs> it encapsulates everything that that you've already got going on with him. So I, I I was looking back and forth between Android's Dream of Electric Sheep and that, and I'm yes. like, let's see what Rick has to say about Bookie Book. I, I I'm sure it's a great book. I'm sure I'm sure he's got a great story of his life. Sorry, I I, I should let you do the talking about this. But I'm I'm just saying that it's no, totally I, unfair of me to judge based on the name, but it's just oh, I just I can't get past that name. I'm so glad I said it then. It was perfect. I, I need I said my case is closed, I say no more. That was perfect. That was there a win. Go. Especially with your voice too. That's exactly how he would have that's exactly how it's pronounced. One day we'll go on a road trip and I'll sit in the back and just read it to you like an audiobook. <laughs> Note to self. No road trips with Paul. Um, Alright, so I think that Oh, wait, no, sorry, I have one left. Um, this is actually, I did save this one for last particularly because this is actually my definitive number one favorite book of all time. It's The Little Prince. It's technically, I think it's considered a children's book, but I, I tell you, I think adults will appreciate this story way more than the kids do. It just, it's so, it's funny, it's profound, it's sad. It's just one of those things that just leaves you... <laughs> This is weird feeling it leaves you with at the end of the book. It's just amazing. Again, it's another real one that's really short because I like short books because I have no attention span whatsoever. So uh, most people could probably get through this in one sitting or one afternoon, and I highly recommend that you do. Okay. Um, okay, so we're going to move on to top movies. I think um, basically this is another one which I'm going to redefine the category for myself a little bit here. My particular list of movies, I'm going to go with the top five 
movie adaptations that are better than the originals. Um, so in my end, my um, I'm going to go with my first pick will be Cabaret, based on a stage play slash musical. Uh, far better as a movie. What was it? Cabaret. Cabaret. All right. Oh, that's fancy. Mm-hmm. Great movie. One of my favorites. All right. All right. Another one to check out there. I want to feel classy for a night, you know? All right. What do you have? And, uh, of Let's course, see. just, you know, for the listeners, um, yours are just your top five movies of all time, uh, whereas I changed mine because, again, I talk about my top five movies so much that I'm actually really bored of talking about it. It by now, so I like the Spanish, it's like the deluxe edition, yeah. Um, yeah, all right. So, so mine, uh, first one is Inglorious Bastards. Oh, good one, thank you, mate. Bit of a badger myself over here. <laughs> now, nah, I ain't got no bets, yeah. Um, again, again, uh, my, my side of this list is um, my top five movies that are adaptations which are better than the originals. Um, my next one is Amadeus based on a stage play movie way way better the theatrical cut is my favorite movie of all time the director's cut not so much but um, it is just the theatrical cut is perfect alright alright that's a good choice there too there's a good family guy bit on one of the scenes in that movie but that's for another show (laughs) (laughs) We can copyright infringe in a video and such. <laughs> um, uh, I've got, uh, for number two, uh, Ace Ventura 2. Oh, okay. Right. Two. Mm. Um, I, I, I've when seen Nature Calls. so many times. I'm not sure if that's why, but I think 2 was like, all right, yeah, it's a lot of the same jokes, but this time the script is gold, baby. Right. Um, no, I, I love that movie, yeah. yeah it's the perfect one. All right, cool. Uh, my next pick... Um, Movie adaptations better than the original. Battle Royale. The reason why I like this one, because a lot of people like the book better. I say it, the movie is better because it doesn't give you as much information. Uh, the book does give you backstories and context and all that sort of thing. I thought that the movie was a lot better without it and just leaving a lot more to your imagination. All right, all right. No, that's actually useful to people like, you know, have seen one medium and curious about the other. Mm. You're helping people, mate. That's what you're doing. That's all I ever try to do and fail at. <laughs> um, all right, let's see. Let's see what we got here. I got Blade Runner for number oh, three. Oh, nice. Yes. Right. I, I, I think... So do you have... Since there's like 20 different cuts to that movie, Like, what's your favorite one? Uh, you know, I, I guess like like the, the bells and whistles, like the Cadillac one, right? It's mm. uh, such a weird word, Cadillac. Well, um, anyway, <laughs> the Cadillac of Blade Runners. Um, you, you know, it's just, exactly. It's there's like the extended, and then like the extended directors, and the extended directors mm. who talk to the guy from Warner's version. I'm not sure, um, but th- that one uh, is probably my favorite. The one with the the most Blade Runner, all the Blade Runner. Um, so sorry, I, when you say that, do you mean like the most Ridley Scott? vision of Blade Runner, like the final cut or like the one with all of the um, voiceover narration and all that sort of stuff? No, 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 no. It can bugger off, mate, and try yeah, and okay, watch a movie. We right? can still These be friends. Are talking. Like, well, who do, I'm not judging you out there at all. No, I'm I, judging. 
Okay, all right. Yeah, I was I was passive aggressively judging. Uh, <laughs> who, uh, who does that, man? How can you like sit through something where like three old guys reminisce having cigars about it? <laughs> <laughs> so, so which one is uh, so final cut? Is that your pick? Yeah, that, okay. uh, yeah, that's one. Okay, awesome. Um, movie adaptation is better than the original. Clockwork Orange. The 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 visuals, the music, the cinematography adds so much more than just the words on the page. Um, all right. Um, what I got here, I got Indiana Jones in the Last Crusade. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. You you know, you know that is my favorite adventure movie of all time. I've been privileged to information. Actually, you're mm-hmm. right. Um, yeah, it's it's really hard to pick between you know at least the three of them. Let's say. Um, but yeah, got to go with that one. Okay. Um, for me, the final one, my final pick of movie adaptations better than the original, is The Godfather. The cinematography, the movie style, the acting, everything about it made it great, and they got a good two movies out of the same book, out of the same source, and they're both. Uh, the best movies ever made. All right, that's perfect. Uh, I'm not ending on a strong note because I didn't put them in order. This was like, this is the last one on my written list, so it's obviously the one where you're like, fuck, oh, I'm only at four <laughs> out of five. What am I going to do? So I, I just threw this down. I'll regret it when I hear this back. Uh, but get them to the Greek. I won't regret it. It's, uh, I, I, really? I like it. I'm sure I could be saying some, something else in its place, but yeah, like well, it. I, I really appreciate that it is a very unique pick because I don't think I've ever met anyone who likes that movie. Yeah, right. It's it's definitely not like you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, I, I like Star Wars and Godfathers and getting to the Greek, mate. Of course, so why wouldn't you? <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, yeah, no, uh, it, I, I like every, you know the whole Apatow crew in general mm-hmm. they do amazing movies and and um you know throwing a bloke in i like uh, it probably had a lot to do with it but but genuinely just the 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 relationship between the two uh i thought was i thought was really good and underrated okay great um so here's where things are probably going to get really long-winded because we are now at top five favorite music albums all right i'll try and behave keep it short i'll try to but i can't promise I know, it's so hard. We've already committed. Yeah. These people, they're stuck in traffic. We're, we're already like way over time, so we're not going to worry about time, so we're just going to just, just screw it, just say whatever you need to say. All right. You you lot out there, if you got home from traffic, do some dishes or whatever, put this on. <laughs> I'm not trying to tell you what to do, I'm just saying the kitchen look iffy, all right? Draw a bath. Uh, <laughs> yeah, actually, it was a much more welcoming, warm <laughs> suggestion from Rick. Go with that one. Um, all right, my first pick here, I've got, um, my, my first pick is, is probably, probably my number one, um, and it's, uh, it's called Living Foul, well, sorry, Living Foul, I've got to really let you know there's no G at the end, mm, um, right. so Living Foul by Wax, um, I've talked about him, I think, in, in the past podcast or whatever, but uh, just, just a, a musician, a poet, um, does anything from rap to acoustic songs, um, but uh, you know, just just really good music, and uh, I, I'm uh, obviously these top five are, are albums for me. They're not songs, you know. Yes, what I'm saying? yes, it's no, not exactly. That like, has so much to do with it. Like it, you know, I've, I don't think I've ever really had a perfect album, but like ten out of twelve songs, if if they're if yeah. they're like you know on you know on song. Oh, um, um, so anyway, that's that's why I picked that album uh, first. Okay, cool. Uh, so I I think it would have already stood to reason through common sense, but let's just spell it out for ourselves and for everybody anyways that um 
best of albums and compilation albums don't count for this. These are just like, you know, um, uh, I don't know how you would really call it, but you can't just have a compilation of cherry picked best songs or anything like that. Uh, these are just like the albums released by the artist rated as a complete album, of course. Uh, but like, you know, like I said, you, you, you can't have a best of or anything like, or a compilation because that is just, that's just not even fair, basically. So, <laughs> um, so hopefully you didn't pick any that were best ofs. I'm sure you wouldn't because, you know, there's no, there's no pride in picking a best of album. Um, yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't. Good. I'm not yeah. racing anything right now. I'm charting this down. <laughs> <No way. laughs> um, so mine, I think another, I think like you, my number, my first choice is probably my favorite album. I would say it is Drunken Lullabies by Flogging Molly. Oh, it is so good. Probably basically everything that I name here are pretty much solid start to finish albums for me. And there aren't very many of them. Uh, Drunken Lullabies is just the best album out of my favorite band. So there's really not much more to say than that. It's such an amazing lot of actually really talented musicians on exotic instruments sometimes. And mm -hmm. uh, God, I wish I put a Foggy Molly one on my list now. <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah, and they have like three or four albums that are albums you know that, that are you know those 10 out of 12 songs are amazing yeah yeah um yeah love them seen them live more than more than any other band i've probably seen live just because they always come to orlando for every that is another thing we have in common they are definitely my most seen band live right it's like every time you hear them town you're like yeah all right of course mm -hmm. i'm going right um i picked x infinity by watsky oh um, nice just yeah, just one again, solid like you know, and this one's got like seventeen songs in it. I think they were you know like fifteen <laughs> out of seventeen. And unfortunately, the ones like two like the two songs I don't like that much are in the very beginning, which is always you know mm. like ah, don't want to turn somebody off, mate. But you know, well, he could probably uh, fit seventeen songs because he sings them so fast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like forty six seconds each or something. Yeah. <laughs> The, the um, but no, it's, it's really cool, really uh, diverse group of tracks, you know, really, mm. yeah, the same, same with Wax, you know, like with those two guys, you're not going to get just hip hop, like, you know, the, it's, right. it's always, you know, and whilst he's a bit, bit of that like, kind of sensitive poet, he, I think he did spoken word before anything else, um, but, um, you know, just, just a lot of meaning. Um, what's really cool, side note, uh, and I'll be done about that album, is he did a music video for every song on that album oh, which wow. was a, a lot right at least 15 and then he performed a live concert where him and his band he talks with a, a live band um when he performs uh, they had to play along with the music videos like in sync you know and you can't right. get off timing with that like your god it's gotta be so hard it's mental but um anyway yeah great album awesome um this might be controversial because of the fact that um Along with Flogging Molly, tied for my favorite band of all time is Nirvana. But I don't really think like a lot of Nirvana fans. And for me, my favorite Nirvana album is actually Nevermind, which a lot of Nirvana fans will hate me for saying that because it's like, you know, the mainstream one. But um, it was a close call between that or Incesticide. They're both great albums, very solid. But never mind, I just like a little bit better because it's just got a little bit more of a catch that kind of just really clicks with me. And it's another one which is 
pretty much with the exception of the very last song, I can listen to it from front to end, and every song is great. Yeah, can't argue with never mind at all. Yeah, I know what you mean to, so like purists out there, whatever it'd be like. But I feel like they don't, some people rebel so hard that they're like, well, I'm not going to like something just because it's cool. And yeah. then, like, you're selling yourself short, mate. Like, well, I, you're selling that. It, it seems to me, from what I've ever witnessed, that um, the most hated song, like the least favorite song of any band ever to a Nirvana fan, is Smells Like Teen Spirit. And I don't get it. I, you know, I, I love that song. It's, I think it's a great song. It's not what, it's not my favorite. I don't think it's one of their best, but I love it. And it's great. And I think that that album is just, um, I, I just don't like the last one, but otherwise it's wall to wall, just great music. Yeah. <clears throat> no, I could never, never argue against Nevermind. Not many people could at all. Oh, they will. Like, like I'm really... going to hear, I'm going to hear about this one. <laughs> Look, it, it was like the previous music, but recorded with nicer gear, right? It's like <laughs> a crisp, clean sound, leave yeah. me alone, mate. Um, <laughs> all right, all right, I got um, uh, Rage Against the Machine. Um, I've got for them, I don't know, either they're f- uh, kind of all their albums, so I guess I'll just say they're first. Okay. Um, okay, so third pick for me would probably be I am so torn between these two albums. But I think... Because one of my struggles when it comes to picking favorites is I tend to... And I, I go back and forth on this all the time. I always have troubles between choosing one that... An option that's more consistently good versus one that's more inconsistently great. Right. So I... In this one case, and you know but that it's not a golden rule because I, I go by case by case basis whether i go with the consistently good or the inconsistently great this time i'm going with consistently good is dropkick murphy's do or die just a solid back to forth don't i don't skip anything on that album every song is great uh, that's a, that's a really really good choice too mm. um the the other one i was going to say was that i was torn with was warrior's code because that one actually has a lot of my favorite Dropkick Murphy songs on it, but there's also a lot of songs that I kind of skip past because I don't like them quite as much. So it was tough, I think, if we're going to rate these as albums and not just collections of songs, I think Do or Die as an album was stronger. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. All right, that's a good choice. So you've actually heard all mine. I, I don't really know much of the music that you like. I'm very close. I'm very closed either. off. That's not a reflection of you. I I just actually don't listen to you a lot outside of my comfort zone of music. I'm the same way to a fault, like to a dead fault for sure. And and it's not your fault. No, they, I mean these are like you know like super obscure indie, not mm. super obscure, but you know what I'm saying it's not like really like be waved in your face or come with samples of Tide in the mail or whatever. Like it's not. Um, not like you should have got the memo on these on these two guys. <laughs> so you're in the clear. Um, God, I'm looking down and I realize I've kind of cheated, mate. I mean, that's fine. Think, cheat away. Don't don't think that's to me. It's not. It's not a best of, but it is a live album. Oh, uh, okay. No, that's lot. fine. That's fine. We'll let that one go. I mean, I I know it is kind of 
but we'll let that go. Whatever. Just go. Just say what you like. <laughs> if this was early in the podcast, we would not be letting this go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, all right, it's getting late. All right. Um, uh, I'm going with no effect. Uh, oh my goodness, no effects. They've actually gotten worse live. Mm. That's not. That's not a statement. That's the yeah. um, It took me a second. Like I, I did think about. It. I did finally come to that conclusion just before you said it. But I did have to think. Um, yeah, it, a lot of it's the banter in between tracks, and just uh, I, I'm. I'm not sure if that band. That band almost does sound better live. Just, just unchained, sloppy, mm-hmm. very imperfect, but but just brutal. Love it. Awesome. Um, this is another hard one because this particular band has two has two albums that are front to end. I I love it uh, and. A solo album by the singer, which is the inconsistently great, where it's like some of my favorite songs, but just mixed in with other stuff. So it's really hard for me to pick one of three albums and only choose one. But I have to go with Celebrity Skin by Hole. Um, Live Through This was great. She actually had a really good solo album, just as Courtney Love. Um, I, I think it kind of depends. Like I have actually flip flopped back and forth as to which one happens to be my favorite album. Uh, Live Through This is a sort of like a really good rock out kind of album, but Celebrity Skin has a very unique feel and channels a very unique emotion that does not, um, that I, I don't know any other album or band or song that really channels through me. So I just, it it is based on that alone, that is my pick for their um, best album. It makes me want to revisit it. I haven't heard it in a while. Hmm. Hmm. Alright, that's a good one. Very intriguing. I think uh, it's just one of those albums that just came at a certain time of my life where it just fit. And I think I just said, listen to that, and it just makes me remember everything about that time. Yeah, there's nothing like those two as little, mm-hmm. you know, teletransporters. Uh, Alright, do I got one? I do. I got one last one. I got It's called Back in Business, um, and it's by Lack of Afro. Um, LOA, lack, lack of afro, as in he uh, is lacking an afro. Um, anyway, it's uh, it just, it's actually an EP, I believe, um, but it's really, really good. Oh. A, a kind of funky soul, um, you know, get up, feel good. If you're in a good mood and you want that song that's like on your level, you put it on. You're like, I feel good. Oh, now I feel really good, you know. Oh, that, nice. kind of, <laughs> that, that kind of, uh, but, but in a more like, you know, smooth, uh, uh, funky, you know, old-fashioned way as opposed to, you know, some boots boots and Katzen, right? Is that what you call it? Boots and Katzen. Um, not sure. you. Sorry, I don't know who <laughs> you is. You listeners out there, right? At least I have a chance of <laughs> landing somewhere. But anyway, uh, <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, that's it. All right. This is a really hard one for me, and I've actually struggled so much thinking about this because um, I have to pick this as my fifth um, favorite album, even though, and I'm, I'm going to cheat here, completely blatantly cheat here by giving an honorable mention because I cannot in good conscience and be true to myself, go through a list of favorite, anything musical without mentioning garbage. Um, they're an awesome band. They, if, if this was 
top six. They would definitely have one of their albums in the top six, but they just their albums were just never quite enough to get onto my top five. But they are just awesome. They they have so many really good songs, but just never like never quite the full album. Uh, and I like Garbage so much more than this artist that actually did make my fifth favorite <laughs> album. That's why it hurts so much because I like Garbage so much more. But the top, my my f- t- t- fifth favorite album of all time, I can't argue and I can't feel bad about it, is Jagged Little Pill by Alanis Morissette. I'm giving you no judgments, mate. <laughs> you are judging me very hard and quietly right now. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry, but I, I cannot even... Wait, I just did apologize. Okay, I retract that apology to say that I do not apologize for this. It is a great album, start to finish. But I just... I, I wish I didn't have to say that because it was lightning in a bottle. She's now done nothing interesting before or since, but that one just hit the nail on the head. She, no, it, it's actually a really good album. I think if, I, for me, I probably, wherever I was at in that point in life, instead of dragging people through the mud while I worked that out, um, <laughs> somebody in the house <laughs> was really, really into it. Um, and it played for like six months on repeat. Oh. So, it's, so it, no, no, honestly, I got no bad taste in my mouth. Oh. Plus, it's been a long time. But, but the, I mean, there was definitely a point in my life where I knew every word to every song on that album. Right. Um, and no, it's just not a bad album at all. Uh, and I, I like Atlantis Moore says. She, she mm-hmm. came across as like, you know, I'm not going to be some Barbie doll and I'm oh, going to yeah. make real music. It was, yeah, she was cool. No, for sure. I, I like her and I like that album. I just, she's not one of my favorites um, just because she hasn't really she done anything since that's really quite lived up to the precedent that she set with Jagged Little Pill. Yeah, no, I understand. You feel like you're cheating on Shirley. Yeah. Yeah, kind of. So I have to, I have to say, hey, garbage. You are definitely the honorable mention. You are the number six. I want to say you, and I'll not not say you, but just didn't make the top five. That was a rough breakup. Yeah. For all of us here. Please forgive me, Shirley. She's not taking it well. Oh. <laughs> uh, okay. So was that? Did did you start that round? So are you uh, are you yeah, done with I, your five? I ain't got no more. So okay, yeah. perfect. Okay, I just <laughs> I lose count because I just have no attention span whatsoever, so I just don't keep track of things. Um, so there was a, t- a do. You, the next one was celebrity crushes, and I'm actually going to kind of opt out of this one because I find as I get older, um, I find pretty much all women hot now. As I get older, like before, and I have no right to say this because I'm like maybe, you know, I, I'm like a Vancouver four and an Ottawa six. So I can't really judge people by their looks, but as I always was as a younger adult kid, I was always that one who's like, oh, she's not that hot. Oh, she's not hot enough. Blah, blah, blah. As I get older and more mature, I'm like, oh, everyone's beautiful. Everyone's hot. Everyone's awesome. I, I totally, you know, everyone's amazing. But I just don't get crushes. So I don't infatuate on people anymore. So I can't compile a list of celebrity crushes because there's just no one who I'm just sort of like, oh, her, her, her. It's just sort of like, oh, everyone's hot. And that's, 
<laughs> there's no, there's no, it, um, there's no choosing to that. So no, you you're right. They're all kind of like robotic, you know, on, on all sides, gender-wise in Hollywood now, where it's just like the rolled off a conveyor belt. Anyone that like stands out, like you know, even in the eighties or early nineties, is like wow, well, you know, there's there's the starlet. Now it's just like you know, I'm not, yeah, you, you, I totally understand what you're saying, and. and uh, yeah, never been a big celebrity crush person. Uh, a lot of it's like this little, this little, this little wanker inside of me that's like, take him down a notch, don't pay him no attention. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> so petty, <laughs> um, but but it's true. Yeah. Um, you know, so I'm, I'm a follower leader. I won't bow out, but I'll, I'm just going to mention the only ones that have <clears throat> a reason for it. And it's real short. Uh, uh, so the two, the two are Mila Kunis and Emily Blunt. Those are right? very good ones. And so Mila's, you know, she, she's a Jew like me. Emily's a Brit like me. We got a nice little combo. <laughs> it's really lovely. But my point is, is that the reason I'm put, picking them is because I've watched movies that they were in that I wouldn't have watched if they weren't in it. Oh, that's a very good point. And I can't you know say saying? that I've ever done that for anyone within the or last, like, 20 years. So I didn't go out of my way, but I was like, the spot who dumped me, it looks so shite. But, mm, all right. Mm. Um, by, the, by the way, not too bad, actually. Kind of funny, I think. Um, honorable mention, Jessica Rabbit, love you. Um, <laughs> random mannequin from an 80s movie for reasons. Things like that. But we can move on. Okay, we have successfully completed our top five section, and we can move on to other questions now. Whew. Okay, take a breath, take a bow. All right, um, so we don't have very much further to go, but the next question comes from Leslie Markley. Um, if you could change the size of any animal to ride into battle, which would you choose to strike fear into the hearts of your enemies? It's a really, really cool question, too. I had fun with this one. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, all right, I'll jump in, because cause I've, I've got a lot to explain here. No, okay. um, uh, keep it, I'll keep it short. So, I don't know. Kind of thinking, like, at first, I'm like, it'd be really cool to shrink, like, a T-Rex and put, like, a saddle on them, you know, bring them in the round pen and, you know, bring them out there. And then, then I was like, oh, what if I shrunk, like, a, like an elephant? Like, they're kind of ragey with them tusks and whatever. So I was thinking about doing that. And, and then I realized shrinking... All right, that, that that's my answer for shrinking, right? Either either like a T-Rex or an elephant. No in between. No mammoths. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, if I see one mammoth on that lot. No, um, <laughs> I decided that, that I, I kind of feel like I would like them to enlarge. Because, like, if you take, for say, any insect ever and enlarge mm. it to the size of a horse, it's going to be... It's going to be terrifying, yeah. right? Like a cockroach or whatever. But then I was like, I'm not sure I got the beans to get on that. And ride it. <laughs> so I had to change my answer just, just like one last time. Too effective. My final, final, final answer is we're going to enlarge a tortoise and go into battle with that. And I know, I know, right? The tortoise is the one protected, not me. But what I was thinking is <clears throat> I, I, I could kind of baffle people the enemy of course they'd be like <clears throat> i probably have like a vanilla ice cream cone to be honest you know just kind of licking it like you know how, uh, i'm a very special little boy mm-hmm. you know just with this kind of dumbfounded look and and then hopefully the enemy would be you know just just leave me alone like you know he's got enough problems mm. or i would just get there really slowly and miss the war <laughs> 
that one might be more likely than the first one. I'll go with that one. Okay. Well, that, oh, that's that's a very... I like that. That's that's creative and uh, outside the box. Um, I went very much with um, your second option, although technically it's not an insect, but I did go very specific to the question where the question asked... Um, which one would I choose to strike fear into the enemies? And I went with a spider because arachnophobia is one of the most common fears in the world. And therefore, statistically speaking, there's going to be a lot of people who will just freak out at the sight of a giant spider that I ride in. And I'm pretty sure you don't have to be arachnophobic to fear a giant spider that you're riding in on. And so I think um, that's probably my pick. Yeah, no, that, that's, I mean, they're on par with, like, zombies. Like, you, know, you see a giant spider and be like, you know, I, t- I talk a lot of trash for a man who's about to run right now. Like, <laughs> just run. Not even. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that, no, you're right, it's terrifying. I, I, I think if I fun. wanted to be a little bit more effective, because, you know, spiders are more just, like, scary. If I think I wanted to be more battle effective, I probably would have enlarged a hippo or a rhino the problem with that being that if I enlarged a hippo, it would definitely just destroy me before I could mount onto it. So that would not work out in my favor. <laughs> yeah, you're going to need a lot of training and <laughs> ca- carrots. I'm not sure what they <laughs> eat. <laughs> Someone squash a watermelon once, but I feel like they're also uh, carnivores. But anyway, yeah, no, you're right. Uh, don't they kill more people than any other animal, isn't that right? Um, I believe so. I, or at least it would not surprise me. Um, I, I think the answer to what does a hippo eat is whatever it wants. Yeah, they look them them games they got look pretty, you know, little mm-hmm. ginger boys going on there. So yeah, they they seem like they're pretty <laughs> <laughs> pretty open. Um, and I think. Oh wait, sorry. There's one more question before we get to our final question. Ryan Fan asks, "Do I make you Randy? Do I?" Um. My answer is no. I am still Rick. You did not make me Randy. Uh, Get it? Absolutely. Get it? Ah, <laughs> uh? ah. Uh? <laughs> Anyways, no. that's my answer. Oh, I know it. Is he right? He's right. <laughs> you know it. If they didn't laugh at first, they are now. Even if no, they, they, they turned off. Sorry, we lost our. <laughs> we lost everyone now. Uh, it's it, right. the, the actual response is if they hadn't turned off before, they have now. <laughs> if you made it past like our third movie selection <laughs> and made it to that point and still hung up, yeah. um, I, I should actually throw in there now that you mentioned that for those of you who this is unfortunately your first episode listening to we do not usually go this long we usually aim for like 30 to 40 minutes um this is a particularly long episode because i'm making up for like i missed three weeks on hiatus um so i'm just whatever throwing this together who cares no one listens to this anyways we do what we want yeah it's a bunch of fluff for them three weeks yeah (laughs) uh come back come back next time and we will be down to more palatable 30 to 40 minute sizes but for now (laughs) you you, you could could have special you could have actually watched a really good movie in the time that it takes to listen to this (laughs) unless they're stuck in traffic traffic right mate so so get out there and rush hour 
and, and just be miserably stuck there listening to this subpar <laughs> entertainment that'll really put you in the face. Uh, did, did you have anything to add to whether or not Ryan makes you Randy? I mean, it's just facts, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moving on, then. Uh, our final question of the day, as everyone cheers. Uh, Sean McCauley, again, asks, A universally acclaimed game... Hey, do you remember how this was supposed to be a gaming to have podcast? Finally, we're talking about right. a game. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> A universally acclaimed game doesn't turn you on at the outset, nor after several hours of play, but it continues to accumulate praise. What are your thoughts? Um, if you're asking me so you could buy time for an answer, I will go first. Because this has actually happened to me a couple of times, and the answer kind of depends... It kind of depends. There are some games where I give it a second try and it turns out that I actually like it a bit. There are some times where I'm just very content to say, nope, that's not my thing. Uh, you can like it. You can say it's the best game ever, but it's just not for me. But there have been times where I did actually go back, try it, and change my mind. Um, I can't think of a time where I've gone back a second time, tried it, and still didn't like it. Because usually I would identify that the first time I gave up on it. But... I'd imagine, you know, I don't care what people like. I mean that in a good way. You can like what you want. I have no issues with whatever game you happen to like. I have my own tastes. They quite often differ from the mainstream opinions. And I'm okay with that. I like what I like. I don't like a lot of things. Um, and everyone is free to their own opinions. All right. That was liberating, isn't it? All right, I gotta come up with something pretty good like you just did. No, I've actually got a note here, but but my note reads just like a random thought. Like it's not like past Paul was looking out for previous Paul or, or I mean current Paul. Like he wrote down shape, Paul. What are you doing three hours ago? Just he's, he's like, yeah, hey, I'm. You not wrote sure. a shape. Some, fuck. Did you just say you wrote <laughs> a shape? Um, well, you know, it's, it's a hexagonal, it's a couple of different dimensions deep, it's quite, it's quite Is the shape in the shape. form of words or anything, or did you just It's mark... very cryptic. Okay. Yeah, it's very cryptic, I feel like some like, real Indiana Jones things could go on if we explore this too far. Alright. And, um... So what does your hieroglyphics translate into? Yeah, well, basically... All right, as far as the second tries, I'll just say this real quick, get that out of the way. Going back, again, usually the adventure gamers, so going back isn't such a big deal. You know, a lot of times I'll go back with like a walkthrough just because it's like I got to know the ending. You know, I'm not really right. super, super into the game, so let's just get there. Um, but uh, leaving, going back for a second time and just being initially disappointed in, in something that's just so renowned, um, I, I, that's been kind of what I've been like dealing with with modern games because i i don't like f like first person shooters very much or or you know i know it's not usually first person anymore but like call of duties and um th those kind of games I, i've just never taken a shine to them and i think i know it's like when i play those kind of games like call of duty for example it t it's like all of a sudden the controls on on the playstation are, are like they're like a vcr timer and that timer needs to be set and I'm an old nan 
who's like rage quitting on trying to set the VCR timer and calling <laughs> the grandkids for help. Because like, like it just becomes this completely alien, foreign thing to me. Like there's just, you know, I mean, you know, them little toggles, like the left and right stick, they press down to them a button as well. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like, it's just a bit much for my, for my brain. Um, so, so, you know, I've been disappointed in a lot of them because, and it's my fault because I've been expecting, well, actually it did finally just happen with Red Dead Redemption 2. I've been really enjoying this game where I've just been waiting for one of those games to get, get me past that. I'm not sure it's, you know, Red Dead itself is all that different, but just something that, that you know, you keep plugging in, you love the allure of exploring this giant world. And like, I really want that. Like, it'd be so cool. And every time I try one, like Scott, excuse me, Skyrim or Witches or whatever, something like that. It's um, you always left me for not. So uh, I do like Red Dead Redemption a lot, but uh, to answer Sean directly, it's quite a matter of pretty much everything that's been critically acclaimed <laughs> in the last 10 years or so, and not, not Wait, in like sorry. a cool way. Sorry, just to clarify, your, your, answer to, your answer to his question is pretty much everything. Right, exactly. Okay. See, uh, see what I covered there? Everything. Yes. <laughs> Guy, you can't, can't be wondering. There's no loose sentence with that kind of answer. <laughs> I think that covered all the bases, literally. I think that was like, okay, so um, let's see. What do I think? Literally everything. All right. <laughs> all right, so I think we got through it. I think we, that was, um, that did not seem... Like very many questions that were asked of us, but man, that was actually a lot of questions that were asked of us. <laughs> uh, and that was—I don't know—it it was fun. I, I I had a lot of fun. Um, the audience probably didn't, but I did. So yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, this was a win for, for us anyway. I've had a ball, and and to anybody who did make it to the end, you are the real heroes out yes, there. Yes, you are. But regardless who you are, please don't judge us on this episode. Hopefully. Um, Either this, either next week or the week after, depending. So I'm sorry, I'm really, really sorry, but I just have a lot going on right now, so I can't um, promise a regular schedule as I would like to, just because there's just so much going on. I'm going, I'm trying to hammer these out as much as I can. Uh, I hope to see you guys in a week. Uh, if not, then in the week after. Uh, but I promise, I do promise you that we are going to return to the 30 to 40 minute format. Um, but this is just whatever. I just had to get something out. And Lord, did we get it out. Mm. That's right. Got All near right. holes for a good hour and a half. <laughs> the, the, uh, you know what? It's also possible that this episode might even air late because this is like an hour and a half and I still have to edit all this. Uh, and I would say that probably it takes like um, three times as long as the episode in order to edit. So... Um, an hour and a half, that's probably going to be whatever an hour and a half times three is. Um, I can't math right now. Ooh, Sorry. Math. I, yeah. I, it, it's 2.41 in the morning I, right now. I was told there'd be no math. And I can't math at the best of times. So um, this is going to take a very long time, probably a day to edit this. I don't know if I can get this out on Monday. Uh, whenever you're listening to this, that's when it came out. And hopefully we'll be back on track sooner rather than later. But thank you all very much for joining us. Thank you, Paul, for joining and uh, helping me get through this. Um, I, I, it's always a pleasure to have you on. And I hope to have you back soon. 
And um, any any last things to wrap up on? No, I, I can't wait to be back. And thank you for having me. It's been a ball. And I love you out there. Be safe. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you all very much for joining us. Thank you to those of you who stuck through to the end, who made it this far. Now, now that there's very few of you left, I'll now plug the Classic Gamers Guild. We are on Facebook at uh, www.facebook.com slash Classic Gamers Guild. Or um, our discussion group is on www.facebook.com slash groups slash Classic Gamers Guild. And please come on, join us, follow us, and uh, hope to see you there. Thank you very much, everyone, and we'll see you as soon as I get the next one out. <laughs> Boy, cheers. Right.